Okay. Oh okay. Now you can start. It's it's red. It's recording. It's re- it's red and it's recording. Welcome to the podcast. We talk TV shows, movies, and games. Welcome to the podcast. If you don't watch it, you're insane. Welcome to the Dwee Bros Podcast. I am here with my homie Jacob. Say hello, Jacob. What's going on, guys? I'm here with Travis. Say hello, Travis. Hello. Welcome and the host with the most, the ghost with the most, Zach, the quietest one in the group. <laughs> yeah, those those uh, wired headphones weren't ready for this kind of uh, workout. You're definitely welcome. Cool. Welcome to the Dwee Bros podcast. As I said, we talk TV shows, movies, video games, and other crazy things. Has anything insane happened to you this week? Let's start out. I want to get crazy. I'm trying to think through of my week of the things I've had to do because it's like it all blurs together right now. Like, I don't know why, but like working from home has gotten busier. I haven't had like that extra step of leaving my house for the insanity. Yeah. Um, so all my insanity happens here. Um, Feel that all I the had... insanity happens in front of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you put that. <laughs> we're recording this. If you're listening right now, we're recording this in the morning, and uh, I stayed up late. I was playing Elden Ring a little bit later than planned. Um, so I Why would you do that though? It's the same as every other open world game. Yeah, it's the same. Uh, I, there's a lot of conversations I have about that game, but um, yeah. So I just stayed up really late. So then I woke up like 20 minutes before we get we got started. And I was like, oh, crap, I got to get up and do this. And I forgot. I'm in my garage right now. It looks like I'm about to get my driver's license photo taken. Um, but uh, we're doing house renovations and it is a mess and there's it's noisy. And I said, I cannot have noise on the podcast. It has to be as even leveled uh, volume as possible. Did you go and to no the yelling. contractor and say, do you have like a silent screwdriver? Like, what, <laughs> do you have like a silent hammer that doesn't make any noise? Here, let me show you my hammer? video game. On my video game, I can put a silencer on this gun and then no one can hear it. So how can I didn't... you stealth this up? Can you be a little quieter? Uh, uh, also, we had a contractor. So we had our uh, counters in and we had somebody that... So we have a really cool contractor. We've got a cool contractor and then somebody had to come in and like put countertops on in our kitchen. These people, we've been just finding razor blades all over like our driveway and our kitchen. We had to get them, and our dogs are sniffing around. It's like, oh, don't want our dogs to be eating razor blades. So, picking yeah, up not, uh, not razor good. blades. They're like the they're like the bad ending to the video game um, when you have razor blades all around your property. So I didn't know you had people working on Saturday. Like, I don't, who in the world would want to work on a Saturday? Well, that, uh, yeah. Well, my family's coming and helping like today, but it's just like it's so noisy in there and stuff and. Uh, but it's been crazy, so. Well, at least well, you're almost... that's why, so that's why I'm out here in the garage with a jacket on and a space heater. Uh, I'm in the doghouse, as they say, but. <laughs> well, at least you're closer to being done with the house, because yeah. I know that process has been absolutely insane for you. Yeah, I do have good news. I, right off the bat, you know, I'm out here stuck in the corner of my garage, but something else was stuck in the corner of a garage for a, a year. An entire year, my Halo 2, I sent in to freaking get graded. What a game. Shout out, what a games. You guys are just, you put me on the express lane. Uh, I bought, I paid for this, the, the 90 day return window. Um, and it was 
365 day window I went with. But their updates were really like I got so desperate at some point because I was like, is this not coming back? Because I was reading online. People were like, yeah, it took over a year. It took this. And I was like, I'm not doing that sounds crazy. And I was emailing. I emailed the main contact thing and like I got I didn't even get a response at first. It like took a week for them to respond. In that time for them to respond, I went on their about us and I found like the heads of the people and their their emails were on there. And I was shooting on emails like, hey, I have not got my thing. Like, can you figure this out? And they never emailed back, but I did get something so, like soon after that. Like, hey, like we're working on it and stuff. But uh, yeah, it was it's been that long of a process to get this thing. So. so you were ordering it or you were sending it in to get graded? I sent it in April of 2021. Maybe like end of March, actually, oh I sent it gosh. in and they received it in like early April. So coming up on an entire year, it's taken to get it because oh they gosh. they got bought out at some point. And then there was another update. It's like we're like if you go on their own page, they would say like, sorry, it's taking a little bit longer. We're pushing back days by like 30 days. I'm like, uh, try five months. But one of the updates recently, they said we're moving to a different location. So all of our stuff is getting moved over. And I said, Great. So all the stuff yeah. that's hidden away. So it took even longer. So that's um, interesting to send something in to get graded on its condition. And while it's there, they're going to move buildings, which could definitely degrade it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, what the that's kind of scary. Yeah. So, uh, well, the thing is, they I will say about two months ago, maybe. Yeah, maybe two months ago, I got an update and the update was it was in the post grading stage. And what I could do is I could actually click it and see what they graded it. So I think it was already graded and they like were waiting to like ship it out. They were is on an assembly line. I don't know what process they got there, but clearly it took well, a while. But I could see the grades, but I didn't do that because I'm going to open it live for oh, a video. So and I'm going to talk about how I I'm going to talk about how I even got this sealed copy of Halo 2 and what happened. Is it the silver so, like metal? It's yeah, it's a silver metal one. So I have a little story to go with it and I'm going to do that and then open it at the end of the video and stuff. But is it um, still in the plastic? It's still sealed. That's why I sent it to get graded. That's the ones people usually send to get graded is yeah, ones that are still sealed copies. Yeah, sealed in the shrink wrap. So that makes sense. It definitely does make sense. What or uh, I don't what like what is the world? I don't know anything about grading. What is the world of outcomes here? Is it like a one through ten? Is it like yes? A, it's it's ABC? well, it's different. It's different uh, companies that do it. But I send it through Wada Games. Shout out Wada Games. It'll take a year to get to you. But uh, they grade it from a scale of like one to ten. Ten, of course, being like the best. Um, but they give like I think they give like eight point five. They give point five. Also ratings on there and stuff too, but it comes in a plastic shell and at the top it'll show like oh, I'm also holding this weird thing. This is like for shoes. Oh, you have a shoe I'm out in the garage. There's like crazy stuff out here. I can I can get my tweezers too. Um, just ask if you want to see other cool stuff. Um, but uh, little camera. Um, but uh, what was I saying? Um, so at the top, the like they have a little sleeve that says the name of the game and the rating and stuff. But it's all like they pack it in. They seal this thing airtight. It's going to survive the apocalypse. So that'll be around when I'm gone. But it's just uh, it's a good game. When you get it back, you should bust it out and play it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get it and go, man, I, it's time to play this. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, 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 rip it open, dude. But what is crazier is people will, on the card side, I don't know if video games will do this, but on the card side, they will crack open these things if they don't get the grade that they want. They'll crack it open. 
Um, but doesn't, and Jacob would know more about this, on PSA, can't you, if you don't get the right rating, can't you, like, say, don't pack it in and just ship it back to me? Yeah, they, yeah, you can basically, like, forego the rating, because sometimes people don't want to get, you know, an 8. If you get an 8, yeah. like, well, that's just, I could sell it for more than just that what it is, because someone else yeah. might want to try to get it graded, because it looks like a 10. Um, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of crappy, but it's kind of the same time. Like you're trying to make the most money if you can. Yeah. Well, if I'm the grading company, I, I am totally fine if you don't want me to wrap it. Cause yeah, it's a future customer for the next person that gets their hands yeah. on it probably. But that's yeah. crazy that I guess that the, why would you crack it open if you got it back and you didn't like that scale that those people have to be buying those on eBay, right? That oh are, yeah. They're, they're they have to be buying. Them. Yeah. They have to be buying them already graded. Cause you wouldn't like say for it to be graded and then you can see the grade you know well so a lot of people they just want to make them the, the most money they can make yeah you know so like sevens and eights in the world of cards aren't worth anything you yeah. need a, a 9.5 9 to tens are the ones that you can actually like oh that's worth something yeah that's that's actually worth like my time and money yeah so but eight it's hard to tell like if you get like an eight i don't know if you guys ever seen zach you have an eight don't you i have a three a four and an eight yeah yeah so if, if i got look, those pokemon cards i want yeah if you look yeah. at like an eight rating it, it's so weird how they get to a 10 because you look at that eight and you're like i don't see why yeah this maybe i should crack blastoise open maybe i should crack them open what do you mean Just, by crack it open like it's in a it's, it's sealed in a plastic slab it's in a yeah it's in a slab and you, what people are doing, they're taking like pliers or whatever, and they're cracking that slab so they can get the card out and then resubmit it to get a better grade. Wait, okay. don't you have the Shining Lugia that's a 9 now? Yes, I do have that, yeah. Yeah, so you do have a 9 too. I do I'd have a 9. I'd be interested in doing like a scientific study of get like 80 or 90 cards, get like some funding, send the same cards in to the same company multiple times, just crack it open every time you get it back and see the variation in the grade. Well, I some bet, of it yeah. depends on if it's manually graded or if it's like print scan graded. Like ASA, which is a grading company that's become pretty popular lately, they have a machine that does print scanning. So basically, they have the original cut of the card that they deem a 10, and they have it loaded into a database, and they put the your card in a, a machine, and it based on how close it is to the original card, that's how you get your grade. So that to me is like, oh, that's cool because it's like quicker. But people are like, well, there's no like uh, validation. It's just a machine. Machines can make mistakes. I'm like, bro, so can humans. Like, yeah, I would, I would trust the machine over a human. Shut up, day. man. Like you're crazy. <laughs> so yeah, that's the kind of crap you deal with. I could have possibly got a five with my Charizard if it wasn't for the human. I don't know enough about that industry. I'm curious, like the ethics around like. Do they know who's sending these cards in and do they make deals with like YouTubers to like, hey, maybe I will throw you a 10 so you could talk about us on your channel <laughs> like that kind of no, stuff. No, I don't They're think pretty... it's like that, but they do have they do have package deals. So if you send in a bulk set of cards, they'll give you a deal um, in terms of pricing and stuff like that. But in terms of the integrity, PSA, like they they aren't going to do stuff like that because they do have a very high integrity, especially with the sports world. Sports cards, man. They're Yeah. Sorry. I yeah. No. No, but I mean, you're not wrong. I'm sure if it's like a smaller company or something like that and they want to get more rep, I'm sure it wouldn't surprise me if someone... Now, would... now, didn't PSA recently get in hot water? I heard Kenny talking about this, where they faked that stamp, that first edition stamp. So there was different... There's different... Uh, when those Pokemon cards... I don't know if they still do it. Do you know, Jacob, if they still put the first edition on all the there's, newer there's cards? A, there's a way of it, but it's not really like a normal thing, no. Yeah, well, on the, on the early, the base set, the old Pokemon cards... 
when the first set came out, they put a little first edition thing in the corner. Well, someone faked that. They like, I don't know what they used, some film thing, and they actually were able to like print it and fake it on there, send it to PSA, and they graded it and didn't, didn't and said it was genuine. So people were freaking out, like, oh, how many have they done that? Or it's so easy to fake it out. But um, I st- I, they've been around since the 90s, so I trust them. I, I trust PSA. <laughs> yeah, I'm with PSA. Actually, they just made a slip have, up. What does that mean? Yeah. They've been around since the 90s. I trust them. <laughs> I trust them. Anybody that's been around since the 90s, you got to trust them. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I honestly don't know what that thing is oh you haven't heard about that okay no i never heard of it because like some people are like uh for example i think of the first edition of pokemon cards of the like original ones like you know the shadowless set those kind of things um yeah those things are worth a ton of money like 100 percent. and so it'd be really annoying to see it faked but when it comes to like sports cards like they're known for their sports card psa is known for their sports cards it's not really the have any of you guys gotten into sports cars at all? I feel like you guys are no, sports nuts. My, do that. I, I just never, as a kid, I didn't have the money to collect stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I just <laughs> yeah, didn't. Like, I didn't it, it wasn't like a yeah. thing for me. Like, yeah. You know, so I just didn't even, it never registered as a thing. But yeah. my dad did, um, when I kind of, when we started hanging out again as I got older, he had a box with like all these Bengals cards. So I do have some like Bengals cards, but they're not like, they're good Bengals players, and like I have some rookie cards of like AJ Green and Gina. Get them graded. Get them graded. I could, but I, and I might like to me like AJ Green's rookie card is of sentimental value. It could be a ten, and it doesn't really matter. He's a good player, but he's yeah. not, um, you know, like a like a you know a Super Bowl champion or anything like that. So yeah, uh, to me, like I, I don't know how much those things cost. I just keep them in a shoebox and I look at them every once in a while. So yeah, it's really tough because like you sit there and say like, oh, what are the best football co- cards you can own? And some of it's just based on the series. Um, mm. so like sometimes they'll run a series and it's just a really nice looking series. Um, they did a thing called Mosaic, which was like a series they ran in 2021, and basically it was just a um purple outline of a card so you had a card you had a purple outline and it was really cool looking and that series shot through the roof it got really really a lot of exposure and people really wanted them and um yeah it had a diamond background so like i think you could get a i think you like you got the rookies like jalen waddle and stuff like that you can get from them but then they also do the old school players so you see players like warren moon and like um People would buy like David Mills, which kind of like the Pokemon Unit. celebrations, but for older players. Well, some of them, yeah, some of them are, but some of them are, it's like it's a wide spectrum. So like you buy the rookie card because you're like, what happens if like David Mills or like Zach Wilson blows up and becomes like a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Well, now you have their rookie mosaic card. So not only do you have one of the most popular sets of 2021, but you also have the rookie card of it. So you wait 20 years. It's like a 20 year investment. Yeah. Because you hope that they become who is, somebody. Who is the Charizard of the sports card world? I feel like you would know that, Jacob. Like who? It would have to be a Michael Jordan rookie card or something like that, maybe. I um, I could probably look it up if you give me right here. Let me I, I do know the most expensive one I've seen, and I keep seeing this one. It's from like 1923, like the first set, and it cracked me up. It was one of like when PSA first started, someone sent it in to get graded, and it was like it, they had them in like cigarette or like chewing gum packs. Was these yeah. baseball cards? And, uh, yeah, they do chewing the card, chewing gum. Yeah. And the one that they sent in, there's only like 20 in the world. 
and it's of this like it looked like this it's this 1920s player and the one that got graded got a scale a scale of like one to two the card is ripped in half and it went for like four hundred thousand dollars um because what had happened because like who was collecting back then during the depression yeah. was trying to like survive and, to and me, not like, die that's so, that's the stuff i find interesting is like this is valuable because it physically still exists it doesn't yes. even matter what condition it's in like i think that kind of stuff is exciting and cool when yeah. there's like a hundred thousand copies of something and this one is just marginally better because it didn't sit in the sun, you know, or whatever. And it's yeah. just like the most minuscule stuff. To me, it's like you can call that value and it'll get yeah. an inflated price because it's a 10. But like I could find for my own purposes that I like looking at a copy of that card for $2 on eBay. Probably. Yeah. Like yeah. I find the stuff where it's genuinely rare, more interesting. Yeah, the, the, to have a ripped up card is cracking me up. It's ripped in half. I've never seen a ripped up card. It's like that went for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, it's yeah, so ungodly rare. Like when it comes to like football cards, it all depends on the number of them printed and like the type of player it is. Um, so it actually turns out the best card you can get, which doesn't surprise me, is the Joe Namath uh, rookie card that ran back in 1965. Uh, Joe Namath made a name for himself in the Jets. So that's actually currently like the best football card wow. you can own. Uh, that's the Charizard. Yeah, that's like the the top tier card. Joey Charizard. Like, you Charizard. know what's funny? Um, when you go to modern players, like when you start scrolling up, like you try to think through like, oh, who would you think of? Like in terms of modern players, who'd be the most like rare card? Maybe Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, different things yeah. like that. Andrew Lux, contenders card that has his jersey ripped up into it. They only make twelve hundred of them, and it's like one of the most valuable ones because it's a supply it has this... and demand. Yeah, yeah, and it's Andrew Luck. People love, love, love Andrew Luck, and he retired early. Yeah, so. well, I think his jersey. I think, I think similar with these cards, because uh, I uh, again I got the Halo Two. We're going back in the collector's video game market. I think those N sixty four Super Nintendo and Game Boy. I think those are will always hold their value because. They're freaking cardboard boxes. Like, who's there's gonna be ripped up boxes still going for thousands? I think in like thirty well, or forty years. Those like, are ripped cool up to boxes, collect, like because they have really cool art on the front too, and they're like these nineties yeah. time pieces. Like they. Yeah, really... but but I, I I also think it goes with how hard it is. Like, how did you get that through like natural disasters and time and like moving and because like even my collection I've had to like treat like careful and whatever and they've been in closets before and stuff and i've had to move them around and it's hard to you know yeah. keep that stuff no i'm it's hard with you it's hard out here for a collector but <laughs> we don't just collect we play and i believe there is a game that we have all played that has changed our lives that is uh you know there is one ring to rule them all and it's the elden ring yeah so, it's a that's I thought a, you were talking about Tetris for a second. Oh. Hey, I love yeah. Tetris. I'm talking about Tetris right now. Yeah. Oop, they need Elden to make, Ring. An, oh, make an open world Tetris game and then we'll talk. You know. They pretty much have one. That yeah, could actually I be kind of cool. That could be kind of cool. Yeah. You Elden Ring. Puzzles, is he curious? Well. Um, Elden Ring. That's a lot. I would just say. It's good. Uh, it's really, really good. Um, as somebody that loves the series, it's been really cool for me to see so many people. When I say series, I mean it's from software has been on this role the last like 12, 13 years making these types of games. So that's what I know they're different IPs, a lot of them, but um, 
it's been so crazy to see a lot of my friends who either don't play those games at all or only play like maybe a f- couple games a year, like Call of Duty and Madden. Mm-hmm. And then like they're playing this and they're like playing it a lot and they're playing it with groups of friends like that has um, been pretty crazy for me. So I'm sure we got a lot of thoughts, but I mean, I'll kick it over to Zach or Jacob, whoever wants to talk more about it. And I, can I think react. that's the main thing is that, yeah, like you said, like a lot of people I know, like, oh, I just picked it up. It's pretty cool. Or I don't I never played any of these games before. I always wanted to and, you know, started here and uh it's crazy to see how mainstream it's been. Like people that, like you said, that don't play these games are able to jump in. And as these games are always, it's always the difficulty. It's always the difficulties, like the focus. Hey, should there be an easy mode? This is too hard. I don't like to play these type of games. I feel like this solved the difficulty scale entirely because you can summon in people, you can summon little helper enemy things and you can get on your horse and hit people and run around like you can change the difficulty scale by just doing different stuff you can cheese the whole game basically yeah um i haven't beat the game yet but uh there's a lot of places where i could have made it ungodly easy for myself i could have summoned in you know magic user i could have summoned in like people online or whatever and i didn't or sometimes i did sometimes i i needed that scale to go a little bit easier on this way so i did some people in and that's cool like it, it makes it less frustrating it makes it makes it like you still get that rush yeah. of the difficulty but you can scale it you can you know whatever you're feeling that day whereas the other games were unrelenting they were yeah. hard from beginning to end you were stuck at that boss whereas this game you can go to a boss and go i don't want to this is too hard and and the witness which we've talked about on this channel when you got to a puzzle you couldn't do you just turn 180 degrees and go the other way yeah. and find something else and this yeah. game allows you to do that as well in a, in a, in a from software setting. So it's just, it's really every problem that we've talked about has been fixed. Even the multiplayer is still uh, weird how you have to summon people. They do some got to put your finger down. You got to do like crazy things to just get people into your freaking world. But that is even easier. But every issue that I've talked to in the past through these Dark Souls games has been fixed in my in my eyes like the problems i've had yeah so that's been really cool it's like man every they've checked off everything that i had a problem with they've fixed it like it's it's culminated to the metal gear solid 5 of the the series like every gameplay thing is just maxed out to me yeah mm. yeah i agree with a lot of that um no i mean the games the game i will say this uh i am not a fan of the Souls series i'm not i'm not even a fan of the souls genre um i am enjoying elden ring um, I do have some issues with the game. I don't think it's this uh, polished, like amazing top tier, you know, put on the throne type of game. Um, but I, I'm enjoying it. I, I've been playing it. I think we're even, I don't know what our plans are with this game because I think I'm way farther than you guys are. Um, I don't, I don't even, I think Zach, you're what, level 40 something and Travis, you're like 60? Yeah, 62 or something. I think I'm 49. Yeah, so I'm like level 155. Um, Did you do all that legit? Like you? you no, know, I. I uh, there's a bird you can go. No, why would I do it legit? That's such a waste of time. Um, As I said, the scaling you can do however play the game. Yeah, you, want. you played see, it this way. This is where I have some issues with the game. Like, yeah, I, you have such a divide where people like are throwing a fit because you have people who are like purists by heart and they're like you have to do the grind, you have to take get your butt kicked, and I'm like no. I want to go shoot a bird, make it fall off a cliff, give me 1,100 runes, 11,000 runes, and I'm going to do it every single time until I get to a level where I can one-shot things. 
then the game's fun. Like, that's how it works for me. Like, I, I don't enjoy grinding. I, the, I, the concept of grinding does not make a game fun. And it just never has and never will. Yeah, so you're throwing a lot out there. I will. I want to respond because I don't go ahead, though. I <laughs> no. So it's just like the idea, like and when you go through Dark Souls, when I first started playing Dark Souls and it was very linear. Um, you were stuck in this one way. You had to go only one way. And they t typically would give you like a branching path that you could also go down. But no matter what, the part that ticked me off by that game was if you died, you had to restart. And some of the NPCs were just unreasonably difficult. Like, I don't want to learn how every single NPC fights. I just want to be able to swing my sword, kill them and move on. You know, where Elden Ring, I feel like I don't have to do that. Like the NPCs are very bland. Um, the people you fight are very bland and very simple, um, which is good because for me, I, I just swing and kill them. And the magic in the game is so overpowered that you can literally just point and shoot and kill them. I have a friend yeah. who's never played a Souls game, and he has an all magic build, and he's almost done with the game. And he's like, "This is a good game. I enjoy it." Like, man, he's I, just that's why I I really like this game because you you kind of made it this way into a hack and slash hack and slash game. <laughs> yeah, you kind of um, made it into a different genre than what people are used to with these games and the different grind that we're going. The way we like to play well, is way different guess, than what guess, you're like. To I play just with. don't really like get the word grind. I'm not. I haven't grinded at all. I haven't fought. I, I'm one shotting things. Like I, I guess what I don't understand is, I I would not look at anything I've done in this game or really any of the Souls games after I got used to the first one is grinding. Grinding to me is like what you did, which is you fought that bird eighty freaking times to get eleven thousand runes over. That's grinding. I'm just playing the game as it presents itself, and if I hit something too hard, I go to a different area, and then I finish that. I So I don't know. Maybe it's a difference in the... Uh, I have no problem with how you're playing. I think that's awesome. I think everybody... That's the beauty of these games. You can play them your way. But I just... To me, I don't... I have not... This has been the most pleasant experience to play almost to a fault i would say if i miss a little bit it's almost like if you eat really spicy food and the other games are really spicy and then sekiro was like a ghost pepper and like i loved it it was almost like this is like mild now mild yeah. heat and it's like it's still good i wish it was almost a little closer to medium at times like yeah. i i hit i i'm level 60 i do a strength build i when i fight bosses I basically take them out in two or three hits. And so for me, it's a little too mild, but I'm still really loving the game, but I haven't grinded at all. I just finish an area, finish an area, get to a new area. Oh, I can't quite do this. Oh, I'll, I'll go over here, go over here, go back to that place. Okay. Now I did it. Like I just, I would just say, I feel like you don't have to grind in this game. It's awesome. That's what you wanted to do to get the, the build you wanted right off the bat. I think that's great, but I think that you don't I don't think anybody has to grind in this game because there are so many options. I like your comparison comparison to the witness, Zach. Like there are so many options at any given time. If you're not like clicking with an area, you can just leave and you have a thousand other choices on how to spend your time in the game. I'll set I'll set a marker down that like shows little because you can choose the different icons and I'll choose like the skull icon if I like I'm stuck at a boss. Or if I see a dungeon, I don't want to do it yet. I'll set up the little cabin thing or something like. Yeah. You can just set stuff and you know what it means or whatever. Yeah, but I, like I, I guess I just kick back on the idea of Zach and I are doing a grind and you're not because nothing about what I'm doing feels like a grind. It feels like I'm constantly discovering new things. I've not fought the same enemy over and over again to get more and more runes to level myself so I can kind of hang. 
I'm just playing the game exactly as it's presented. So yeah, I, and that's where I think it's just it's just different because I like I think that's a grind. I shouldn't have to fight the same thing over and over and no, over I, until I beat no, it. No, I don't think. And I agree with your concept. I'm not, I'm not fighting the same thing over and over again. I, I, I don't no, understand. I would be because I'm not oh, good. Okay. There's a okay. difference. Like okay. you two are good at this game, and that's where like you guys see everything in a different lens. When you look at people like me who are not good at this game, and I'm playing with other people who are not good at this game, we all fight the same battle now. Because you're right, we can get on a horse and leave. But you know what I hate, and I'm being I hate open world games. I think open world games suck literal balls. So when I talk about that idea and I'm like, oh, you can go somewhere else. Yeah, I can go somewhere else. Who gives a crap? I don't want to go somewhere else. I want to beat the thing I'm in now because I'm already here. I don't want to have to go somewhere else. So, yeah, I hate open world games. I, I've noticed that with Breath of the Wild. I did not enjoy Breath of the Wild. I don't like open world. So Elden Ring is different because... I, I play a lot of PvP, to be honest with you. I go online and I invade people and I just wanna I just wanna troll them. Um so I'll I'll go I'll go to Stormvale and I love it. I'll go to Stormvale and put my thing down and I'll put it in the hardest part where you're trying to platform across and get to the next part of the boss and I will be waiting for them and kill them to make them go back. Because <laughs> that's fun to me. But nothing Jacob else. Just likes to be a villain uh, of these games. Yeah, I just I don't know. That's nothing awesome. else. No, that's awesome. That's You're awesome. role playing as the villain. Yeah, you, but the game allows you to do that. Is the coolest yeah. thing. But it also means I have to fight two people. But I have a blood build, so I have it built out to where I do bleed out damage. And I'm telling you right now, it's unfair. It's absolutely unfair for them because if I hit you more than three times, you're bleeding out for a thousand. It's guaranteed. So. It's just how it works, and I have a whip with a giant club, um, so I'm <laughs> going to hit you. You're a torturer of this game, <laughs> but you're the that, executioner. Yeah. With that being said, Travis, I, I think it's there is a story to be told. The game allows you to go up to level 700. Um, it doesn't Jeez, mean okay. you it doesn't mean you have to, but yeah, yeah. I will say, as I progressed in this game, and I will talk about that. The scaling, I don't know if they took a nap during that, but they have completely. Uh, I am. I thought I was overpowered in the beginning, and then I get to a part. And I'm like, what level do I have to be to be good? Well, because well, I'm getting on. coned. Hold on. You're in the story, right? Yes. So the game, because it is a longer game than the older games. So in the older games, generally, because it was an open world, you could kind of get to like level 80, I would say, by the time you're at the end of one, like Dark Souls 1 or 2 or 3 or Bloodborne. You know, maybe you're getting close to level 100, but that's kind of it, right? And so every time you level up, you get a point for one of your attributes. So with this game, because it's so much bigger and longer, I'm seeing a lot of people are more finishing the game around 130 to 150, which sounds like you're at that. But I would say, Jacob... When you're talking about getting one-shotted by bosses, um, that was because you get so many more level ups. The game is encouraging people to level their vigor and not leave it at 25 the whole game. So if you are getting one-shotted, you need to put more points into your vigor. I see people in the end game up to 40 to 60 vigor. See, this is where again that's stupid thing because I can't use the weapons I'm using. So. Yeah, now I'm going to be punished because I didn't upgrade the right thing. And I know you can go to larval tier and you can change that, which you guys might not be far enough to be able for me. To Wait, I that. just got there. I, I, I know just, about um, that, yeah. So, yeah, I guess you can do that. But then that ruins my swords because I can't use the things I have because they have to have certain things. So now I have to go grind to do that again. That's where I start to dislike the game. I think the scaling, it, it isn't like it isn't there. And I'm not even all, I'm not even towards uh, the end game, uh, you know, I, but yeah, yeah, I, I. I 
I would say this. These games are designed for you to make a character and role play as that character. They're not designed to be Skyrim where you can be good at everything. And I think that's what I'm seeing some people run into. My friend Sam loves the game. He's like 100 level 150. And he was messaging with me. He's like, I'm kind of frustrated because I feel like I've got good weapons upgraded for all the different play styles. But I have to go use a larval tier to switch my stats back and forth. And he was saying, I think I'm just going to grind up to where I can use all of them at all times. And I just told him, I was like, this is more in the lane of Oblivion where... You make a character, you build it a certain way. These games have not really ever been made where you stay in New Game Plus forever. What you do is you finish the game, you go to New Game Plus, you go to New Game Plus 2, and basically that character is a build. And then if you want to do a different build, a fundamentally different thing, you make another character. And so mm. I don't think it's you're wrong. You're, you're right. The game is not designed to let you be God. It's like, I'm a level 700 character that does everything perfect. I've never met someone in these Souls games that goes much past level 150 or 160, even in the old ones, maybe level 200 in this one, because at the end of the day, there's like diminishing returns on your on your stats. Um, so I, I would just say if you want to have a character that's a god that does everything, you got to put in the time. Most people are just going to have two or three different characters if they really want to have different play styles. Like, my character is a strength. I'm imbuing a little bit of faith into him, and I might do some decks. That's what that character is going to be. Uh, eventually, one day when I get it on PC or something, I'm going to do a different character that is where that's where I'll do my intelligence and my magic and whatever. I am not going to try to bake that all into one character because that's these games, they want you to role play as a character. And if that doesn't do it for you, that's a totally valid thing to say that doesn't do it for you. But I don't think that they're asleep at the wheel. I mean, you kind of said that their scaling is off. I mean, it's it's enabled you to have fun for 160 levels and get to the end game. So well, let me I, argue, I why are they then why do they have to go through and do weapon changes? Like, that's the thing. That, you know, you want to know it's another thing that sucks. I go out and get these weapons that are really awesome and really cool. And then they nerf them week one. And I just grinded them up and just I spent all this time and I used the word grind because I didn't want to do it. But these weapons are awesome. I have a weapon that shoots a Kamehameha wave like that's cool. And then they go and nerf it and like now it sucks. It doesn't do anything. And it's like, why would you do that? You put it in the game originally. Like, why change it? Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, we don't want people to do this. We don't want people to have this. I'm like, dude, buzz off. Like, that's a That's been a new phenomenon with this game. Uh, a little bit uh, and they they nerfed a couple things in the old games like around launch when i played all the dark souls games they weren't doing updates to what things do or don't do and that kind of stops i think that they just do a couple adjustments right when things launch but like my friend sam like he was complaining that some of these things were broken my opinion is if things are broken i think it's funny like i don't really have a problem with it but um the pvp community felt like there was no value in playing if, well if it's hard because do that it's hard because in pvp i think like traditional pvp when you look at dark souls one, three two and one and i can't speak on this i just know what the games are like they had magic but magic wasn't the focus point it was 100 percent what you had based on your weaponry so like you would have to like fight people with hack and slash with sprinkled in magic right no it was the same so, as this you could use a lot of magic you could use a lot of whatever you wanted Okay, then I don't know what I'm talking about. But I don't know. The magic seems absolutely bonkers to me for a Souls game. It seems absolutely insane. They all, the magic is always strong, and this just is the same, even crazier. Oh, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's even crazier. Magic than the is easy game. mode in these games. The, yeah. People say these games need easy mode. I've always said 
use magic and summon people. And this game gives you more options on both of those things than any of the previous games. Yeah, I don't even love like I don't even love using the magic. Like I even I have the Moon Veil, which um, I they nerfed it too, which sucked. But I went out and grinded the gun, uh, not the gun, uh, the the sword because I want all katanas. I'm a samurai, and I just really want the katanas. I just because um, I really <laughs> like that. What? Nothing. I don't. I, I I'm glad you're having fun with the game. I just everything you're doing sounds like the way I would never want to play this game. and sounds like a horrible grind, like, <laughs> but see, like, like targeting weapons and banging my head against the wall until I get that weapon and I get the stat to the level I can use it to me. Like, I just like playing it naturally. Why would I want a crappy weapon and go fight bosses who are way better than me without the people that things that can pwn them? Like, that sounds awful. I, I'm not. I, I've got a plus fifteen brick hammer and a plus the, the, twelve battle hammer, and I'm killing every boss I encounter in like seven hits. And the I, way I that zero. the way that we play is a nightmare to Jacob, and the way Jacob's yeah. playing is yeah. A nightmare everything to us. you're but, describing to me is like no wonder you're not having fun. Sounds like hell on earth. Sounds like a bad idea, but uh, yeah. it sounds like you're but liking where, it though. I, I don't know. I, mean, I think I, you like it. I don't know. But I think like you, you like it. it. You think you like it. You've stuck with it. So the way you're no, playing, I, works I, I think for I'm you. playing it because other people are playing it. I'm playing it with them. I, my other argument would be that there's no other games out right now, and this is the only game that's actually moderately okay. So I kind of okay. I'd to like play. to talk about the things I like about this game sometimes. <laughs> you know, gonna play, gonna play I Kirby? Think, I think there's. I well, I want to play Kirby. What am I? Um, no, I mean, I don't know. I just, I think there are good parts about the game. I think I enjoy it. I, I think it looks amazing. I think it for a from software game. I think it runs great. Um, I don't. I know. Like I played Bloodborne recently. And I got like halfway through that game and I was like, this thing's a turd. And apparently like some other games are like that, but not all of them are. But um, this one's amazing. Like it runs on, P on PS5 pretty smooth. I think PC people, depending on what they're running, have had issues. But I have a theory on that. I think PC people are a little bit um, snobby. Like if it's not 1440, like 140 frames, 2K, 4K, perfect. They, they kind of whine like... Yeah. I could imagine running this game like that. Like this game is massive. Yeah, it's pretty. And I feel like it, it always has things ready, like and rendered. And I feel like, like even when you get in the open world, um, like Lingrave, I can see so far away, and that's just like the that's like I know for a fact that that's there. Like that yeah. is there. It's not going to load as I get closer. Um, I'm sure some of it does, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. that's where I think like. This yeah, game. Lo looking out the distance and stuff is it's absolutely gorgeous and seeing castles and stuff and the giant trees giant gold trees just that lighting on that world it just looks like unlike anything you'll see yeah. in any other game I, I will say we've joked about this when we play uh, on our hangouts and stuff is like like fighting an enemy or a being in certain areas i feel like i'm in a ps3 game one second and then i'll step out and see the best crash i've ever seen with those golden trees and everything else but so it's like a weird mix and the design works and i i am like overall they, it looks amazing it all melts together and, and works but like it is funny it's like some of this looks like a ps3 game and then you'll step out and see the best thing you'll ever see but yeah something i've really enjoyed about it is there's been all these little moments that are really great kind of callbacks to older games um i just found one last night i was um in like this like village that was like like falling apart and everybody was freaking out and it was like a lot like bloodborne 
And then I kind of like turn the corner and I went up this hill and this thing jumps out at me with these two big blades and it starts trying to hit me. And these two dogs are coming at me and there's like a place I can go stand. And it was the it was the Capra demon from Dark Souls. Oh, it it wasn't called that. It was the Omen Killer is what it was called. But it had the same moves in a village. I just did that. I it had the that, same yeah. moves as the Capra Demon, and it had two dogs. And yeah. I just, it made me think back to like seven years ago when I was playing Dark Souls, and I was so mad. I was screaming because I yeah. couldn't beat the Capra Demon, and I was stuck on Dark Souls on that boss. And I was going yeah. online, and I was like, this game is broken. I hate this game. And now, like, I'm in this open world game, and he's popped back up with these two yeah. dogs. And I'm like, you know, I kill him on the first try. He almost gets me. And it was just this crazy, like, callback that was really fun. And, uh, yeah. This game feels like they they really took all the lessons they learned from all their games that they made over the last 13, 14 years and kind of put, like you said, Zach, kind of learned from all the lessons and put together something really special. I also am really glad that this is not Dark Souls 4. I know when this was coming up, uh, a lot of people made the joke, like, just looks like an open world Dark Souls game. Yeah. But, like, I feel like Dark Souls is getting kind of stale. I Dark Souls three to me felt very stale. It didn't. It was good and it it functionally played well and it looked good, but it It was it was the best playing up to that point feeling of a Dark Souls game. But yeah, it didn't have the the imagination. I don't know if it it was because we we'd played so many of them already. It it wasn't that. It was the imagination wasn't there. It's like there's on Orlando again. You know, there's this again. Here's another guy. That it just didn't. It was stale, and I I was watching a video about the DLC for Dark Souls 3 called Ashes of Ariandel. The story in that DLC was kind of about this painter that's painting these worlds. Um, And actually, you go into one of his worlds in Dark Souls 1 in the painted world, but he's painting these worlds. And basically, it boils down to like he wants to burn all the paintings and start over. And there are these people that like love his paintings that don't want him to do that. And they're like, don't do that. And he's like, we can't make anything great again unless like I burn all of this down. And yeah. that was the last DLC for dark souls three. And a lot of people looking back are like, cause he even says, we're going to bring the best parts to the next world. Like a lot of people look at it in retrospect. And like he was saying, I have to leave dark souls behind so yeah. we can go forward and do something new. And yeah. I'm to the point now, I know a lot of people want like a Bloodborne 2. Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Sekiro, Bloodborne, Elden Ring. All of those games rock. Yeah. Dark Souls 2, I like it a lot, but I see why it's divisive. Dark Souls 3, I don't really care for it much, but I see why people like it a lot. Whatever. My two least favorite games probably out of all of those are sequels. I really don't need an Elden Ring 2. I don't need a Bloodborne 2. I want them to just keep making new stuff. I love that that's his approach. Because if you think about it, after Demon's Souls, Miyazaki made Dark Souls 1. After Dark Souls 1, he had no interest in making a Dark Souls 2. He went and made Bloodborne, right? Some other team made Dark Souls 2, and then people started saying, well, where's the third one? So he came back and did a thing that I think is his worst game. And it was like, a we're done for real now. And then he went and yeah. made Sekiro. And then he went and made Elden Ring. Like, the worst thing I think that could happen right now is asking that guy to go make a sequel to any of the games that have come before. Yeah. He needs to just keep making new stuff because every time he does, it's awesome. I so. would like a, a Blue Point game like Bloodborne Revision just because of the performance stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't think we yeah. need a new game. But 
It's funny, I feel like the series, in similar ways that I do Metal Gear, like when I mentioned Metal Gear Solid Five, that's what Elden Ring is to these other games. They perfected the gameplay, it's perfect. Um, also, I feel this way because when Metal Gear Solid 4 came out, I was like, we're done, perfect. And then they announced Metal Gear Solid Five, and I felt, as a long, you know, lifelong fan with Metal Gear, I was like, I don't know if we need Metal Gear 5. And then we got it, went, I'm glad we have that. Like, I, I'm yeah. really glad. I feel the same with Elden Ring. When I was like watching gameplay videos before this came out, like I put in our group chat, I was like, I mean, I'll play with you guys, but I'm not really down for that. Like I'm, I am Elden Ringed out or I'm souls out. I mean, um, but playing it, I'm like, oh, like this is the Metal Gear Solid 5 moment of like, I'm glad we have it. Now I hope that he like puts it away for a while and let's, let's do Armored Core. I'm dying yeah. for, uh, it keeps getting rumored, but like move on to like a sci-fi, like a totally different thing. Like, yeah. Like, I, I think, think you perfected it, it with this and you've done, you can play it. Like Jacob's jumping on, everybody's jumping on, like playing their different ways. They're having fun. Um, let's let's uh, get off the stage before we're asked to get off the stage. Is how yeah. I feel like, I think we're doing great now, like with Elden Ring, but. Yeah. So Elden Ring. It's a, it's a good game. Check it I out. like it a lot. I'm sure there'll I'd... be more to be discussed as you guys get farther and I get farther in the game too. I, yeah, yeah, and I... we... we Jacob, if you're getting one shot at a lot, I was just going to say, look at how much points you've put into your health. Maybe put a little bit more in. I mean, I'll I'll look into that. Again, it's just that, that idea that like, okay, well, I guess I have to go do this because I'm not going to change the way I'm built. Um, I'll tell you that right you, now. I don't think you need um, to. What's your vigor well, at? Uh, 28, I think. But um, yeah. that's where I also have the talismans. So I have I have four talisman slots. And there are some really good talismans. Like, if you guys haven't looked up online how to get some really good talismans, there are some really good talismans. Um, and two of them that I have, one is every time, every time I defeat an enemy, I get more health. And I have an extended health and stamina and FP as well. And extends it by, like, 50 points. Um, the other one I have is a strength, what gives you plus 5 in strength. And the other one I have gives you more uh, carry load. Um, so, I have some really good talismans. And I have a sword I supplement in, I just got that um, every time I kill enemy, it gives me more health as well. But when you go into the boss battles, that's where it's like, oh my gosh, like uh, it took forever for me to grind against this one boss the other night. And it was just annoying because I was like, the things it does is so readable, but if it gets a hold of you, it just kills you instantly. So that's where I'm like, I get mad at myself because I'm like, why well, just suck the game? That's why I can't beat it. But on top, on top of that, I'm like, why does it get to kill you in one shot? Like. Like, that's why I go back to that idea. Like, why does it do that? Like, why yeah. is it instantly like that? And you're like, you can go somewhere else. But I feel like a lot of the bosses, they have a move that's that powerful, which is good. And it should be, it's like, it's telegraphical. Like, when you fight, fight the, the Lionel in the beginning. Um, I don't know if you guys have killed that thing yet or not. Um, its moves are very predictable. And it's a very big thing. But its power is insane. It's insanely powerful. Um, and it's, that's just crazy. I feel like what's happening is a little bit of culture shock of like, because I've played all these games, like I expect every boss to have an AOE or something that can just screw you up. So like I play with that in the back of my head. So if they do like a swipe to grab me or they start like charging up, I book ass out of there because I just know I've done this enough. So I've, I've learned those lessons. So I'm not de demeaning the way you play Jacob, but like, I, it's so weird to me that so many people that are newer to these games have beat me to the end game. Like Sam's in the end game. You're in the end game. Sam beat it. Like, so the, I'm hearing these, some of these thoughts and 
I need to see it for myself before I can weigh in on my opinion, but your opinion's valid. It doesn't make your opinion not valid. Uh, to me, like the in-game bosses of these games, they always have one shot kill like moves. It's but the the grind isn't g- doing it till you get lucky. The the grind, if you want to call it that, is doing it until you thoroughly understand all of their moves and you can do it perfect or do it mostly perfect and avoid perfectly that one move. So I bet if you had closer to 40 or you'd be fine. It kind of turns back. I got to shout out the witness again. You're gaining knowledge on the boss. So like when you go to a boss and like you lose and yeah, it it is frustrating when you're like, I just got one shot it because I've had that even before the end boss. I've had that happen. it is like the witness because like I need to fight this like five or six times and I'm like gaining knowledge levels and experience so that when I see that, oh, I know what this means. I need to be over here. Boom. This needs to happen or whatever. And some of it is luck, too. Like, well, some of it but, is, like the enemy like did this move like three times. It's like I got stuck and the camera well, got weird. But I, and I just want to say and I will go to my deathbed saying this. These games are fair, including Elden Ring. I just watched one of my favorite streamers that streams Souls games. He just beat Elden Ring Soul Level 1. Wretch, soul level one with the starting club, he beat the final boss. I just watched, like, I saw it came up the other day. I didn't watch yeah. it because I don't want to know what the final boss is. So, like, and he's not, like, magic, like, magically doing this or cheating. He rolls through all the attacks. He exploits. He staggers. I mean, are yeah. you jumping and hitting down to stagger with the R2? Are you are you making the boss stagger? That's another thing. These are all things thing? you learn when you play, like, the way I'm playing that maybe you don't learn. I don't know. No stagger I, damage yeah. is huge in this game. I use a giant club. I hit them until they fall down. And then but are you using R1 to hit them? I use R1, R2, L2, so, uh, square triangle. So do you left. ever, when you're fighting a boss, find that they fall down for, and you could do a critical like random. Yeah, yeah, happened, happened, yeah. happened the other night. So, so that is a mechanic. So the way that you do that is R2 jump R2 and I want to say Ashes of War attacks, those three specifically, when you hit them with those things, it does posture damage to them. And then when you do that posture damage, slowly the posture damage will fade away. If you do enough posture damage things to them before it all fades away and it hits like a blood loss thing, they will stagger and you can do a crit. I haven't so, seen, is that a bar that shows up? Does no, it, I, haven't it's, see, it's, I haven't seen it's, that bar. It's, it's like a hidden, it's just a hidden oh. mechanic. It's like yeah. the Sekiro bar, but you can't see it. So I don't use R1 very much at all against bosses. I use R2. I use jump R2. I think jump R1 does a little bit of stagger. And then, and then I do, um, I do ashes of war or I'll do my dual wielding attack, but interesting. But there, but I when I went back through the tutorial with my sister because she was playing the other day, it popped up and it explained that I just was used to all these things, so I ignored that. Yeah. I ignored that and I ignored guard counter. Guard counter is extremely strong, also in this game. So do stagger damage, know. and it probably, yeah. but that probably work. Yeah, I just don't do it. Yeah, I, I just don't. I I I have a specific way I want to play, and that's blood damage. All I want to do is blood damage because I can do up to. 3,000 in one shot because I will unleash four blood spice fly spells. I'll run up with my rivers of blood, do two hits, boom, 4,000 damage. All right, things should be beat. It should be done now. But then it, sometimes it doesn't work. So I keep doing that until it works. So you, you take the glass cannon approach. You're going to do your attack kind of algorithm. These are the six things I do. And 
if you get killed, you just uh, yeah, it's uh, that's a great thing. There's different ways to play. Sounds like you just want to go do your attack, try and beat them in two cycles, kind of a thing. Well, it just that's how I want to play the game. I don't want to yeah. sit here and fight the same boss. I will say the, my favorite part about the game, what I did hate about Dark Souls, is if you lost to a boss, you had to go through the entire yeah. freaking level to go back to the boss. Elden Ring, fair. you don't have to do that. Yeah. Yep. And man, I will tell you right now, that right there makes the game. It's a up, huge difference. From a two to a ten, like that's what yeah. that's the game changing mechanic <laughs> that like makes this game playable. Yeah. Like, that was oh. my biggest every single game I played. Man, wish that checkpoint was closed. Man, I wish the checkpoint was closer. So they fixed that. Thank you. Yeah, and that, one that's last a, thing, one last thing I wanted to say job. about Elden Ring was uh, I feel the same what I did with Breath of the Wild, which is like I'm like cherishing this game because it's like. They spent so much time designing this and designing these little secrets and get to read messages. Yeah. And, and I feel like a little again and I'm exploring and like looking at stuff and trying to find stuff. And yeah, I'm playing it like I did back. I'm, I'm making my head go back to elementary school and I didn't have all these Internet uh, YouTube videos to get all the, the, the you know, the yeah. tips or whatever. I'm literally asking you guys, like, did you go to over here? OK, yeah, you did. How do you beat that? I'll help you. Summon me in yeah. your world. And I'm doing that or I'm asking you or like. Have you guys seen this land of X, Y, or Z? No, I have not. Where's that at? Oh, yeah. I just saw this. I didn't see that. Like, I'm doing it the same with Breath of the Wild and that, because I'm just a surprise guy. I love surprises and stuff. Yeah. So these are like a smorgasbord is what this it, whole game is for me, it, is uh, it, discovery and trading it like a game that I don't have the internet access to. And I'm just like, yeah. what is that over there? And I even write down, I have a little note in my phone. And if I talk to somebody and they mention something and I'm not sure if I'll remember it, I'll write it down. Like this guy told me to go over to the woods and, you know, do this. Yeah. So when I, and then if I get to a point where I don't know what I want to do next, I look at that note and say, oh, I could go do that now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, to me, Breath of the Wild really is the comparison point. That felt like such a unique game, and it was. And then this feels like it's in that spirit of that same type of style of world. So now we got two of them. Like, I yeah. just feel like for every two it, of these, we get a hundred of the Assassin's Creed style world. Yes, it's games that really respect the player because they give you a, almost next to nothing. And they just tell you to go out and you really I mean those some of those mechanics you're talking about I didn't know about I didn't know yeah. like I didn't read that message or I missed that or something like this stuff is hidden which is fun because that is like adventure in real life too is like oh I didn't know that and you kind of have to play around and fickle with things in real life to figure them out so that's cool and then the second part is um uh just kind of exploring and finding nooks and crannies and stuff and making your own story like oh like writing stuff down like you said like what is that over there and um yeah just excited. i do really like the teleporters too like you mentioned because you just don't know what is going yes to happen. that is a really fun mechanic that was really cool like you'll hit that and you're in a world you don't have a map to you're on the other side of the map and it's like hell fire and brimstone giant things walking you're like where am i at like what do i do to like get out of this but yeah, um, I, I would say the only other thing and this goes back to like my mild comment of it's just and it, I will say Margaret was kicking my butt. So I think I'm yeah. far enough removed from that now that it doesn't feel like um, th this game started out harder for me on the boss side of things than maybe I'm remembering now. But another thing is there are a lot of points of grace there are a whole lot yeah. of points of grace um, almost to the point of like, I feel like I'm tripping over them. Like, <laughs> like I'm finding yeah. them constantly, but yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but I, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's just very different than in Dark Souls One. You'd find a bonfire in an area, and like that was your only bonfire, and you were opening these shortcuts and always going yeah. back to that one. Um, definitely an apples and oranges type thing. So it's just yeah. it's very different. Very different. Yeah, but really loving it. I don't. I feel like these games are hard to come by because they have to take years and years and years and years. Like. Yep. They're really uniquely crafted, and that is not a, a an Assassin's Creed yearly release or Call of Duty yearly release. Yeah. These are, they take ungodly amounts of time, and I bet the credits are going to go on for like four years. Because well, like, how do you, you have yeah. to have so many people working on this. Well, that's why you other, don't get a lot of them. Like, that's the other why it's part been, of it is I don't know that I need more than one of these every few years. Like, yeah, and, I, and so... they can't feasibly they can't feasibly be made because so much heart and soul has to be put into them. Like, <laughs> yeah, like not say that like yearly releases don't, but a yeah. lot of manpower and energy has to be soaked into this to make something this massive and yeah and cool and stuff. Yeah. But um, right. that's Elden Ring. But Elden Ring talked about it. It's fun. Okay. So Jacob, you playing WWE? I have been playing WWE. Um... 2K22 came out after 2K took a year off from making WWE games, um, mainly because the community has just absolutely hated them. Um, so they wanted to take a year off to try to figure out a better formula for the games. Because I'm that person, I like WWE. Um, I've always liked WWE. Um, it's a fun thing for me to follow. I'm not like, I wouldn't say I'm not like the nut job about it. I'm not going to sit there and go to all the shows all the time and stuff like that. I'm not going to watch every every week, but I'll watch the major pay-per-views and stuff like that. So WrestleMania is this week. Is this um, the first time they've like skipped a year? Like Call of Duty? First time they've skipped a year, yes. And oh. <laughs> those they, games they have, were in a bad spot, weren't they? Yeah, so everyone was making jokes cuz when you go back and you can find meme jokes of 2K20 where people are getting flown out of the arena and like they get suplexed and they just start floating into the air. Um the game was just in an absolute mess and the it was the physics engine and things didn't look good like things just it wasn't clicking it wasn't WWE. Um so what they kind of did was they refined the mechanics and made it into a better wrestling experience and one of the things people have loved with these games has been going online and wrestling other people. But what happened was they made it to where you only had a limited number of reversals. So you could only reverse people like four times. So people would save them because in those type of games, you have to deal damage. And the best way to do damage is doing a special move and all this crap. So now they changed it to it's all skill based. So it's all like timing skill based and how you do it. Which is a lot better now because you have unlimited number of anything. You can It can go any way now. Um, so the game's just in a better spot. I really like it. I love the community. Um the community creations because people go they get to make things and they upload them so like i went on there and i uploaded and i fought with a uh, donald trump and joe biden i did a singles match steel cage match with donald trump and joe biden um it was hilarious i saw somebody um, made kirby i think somebody yep. made kirby so it's an all pink man body and then they just made like a blob over the face with the eyes and stuff yeah and that's what i mean like the game is absolutely hysterical because you can do pretty much anything you want and it's you can wrestle with anyone it's such a good creation tool and it's just really it's honestly it's a good time passer for me it's like a i can casually go out there and excuse me and play the game and just kind of like zone out for a few and then come back and do whatever so um i like it this one's good it's a breath of fresh air. I will say this. I, I think developers should take a year off more often um, because sometimes like 
I think of Madden. I think of NBA 2K. I think of all these other sports games who they churn out a game every year, and it's a glorified roster update. It's nothing, anything past in terms of gameplay. Yeah. Um, and that's where it gets frustrating. Where I think what I'm glad that 2K did was 2K was like, hey, this is WWE. They'll live if we take a year off. And you're right, we live. Like no one was like dying, and now they made a way better product that's way more enjoyable. So. Dude, in my opinion, people should take a year off more often. Yeah. Like, but maybe that, thing. that'll be the new trend this year. Less games, but better games. Real quick before we switch, you know what will be taking many years off? FIFA. What? Because oh, oh, EA will no longer mm-hmm. have the rights to the name FIFA. So their soccer game will call it, be called EA Sports FC. And then the rumor is the FIFA organization wants to make their own game that will be now called FIFA. So, oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be weird for them because like they already had competition through Konami and their free game. Um, Konami has no rights. They only have rights. I think a few soccer clubs because each soccer club has a. It's so wild, but each soccer club has a right to sell their team's image and likeness and players' likenesses to a game. So EA did a good job going out and just throwing money at every single soccer club. But you had a few of them that wouldn't do it. And the one of those notable ones was Juventus. Juventus, who had at the time had Ronaldo on the team, um, they wouldn't give their likeness to use to FIFA. So they made up some random Royale Cologne like uh, team, and that was Juventus. Everyone knew that was Juventus. It just wasn't named Juventus. And so, but then this other team that's like a free game, it's some nobody game made by Konami called Pro Evolution Soccer, had Juventus on it. So it was so weird. Uh, soccer is a weird like sport Pro, to do video games for. Pro Evolution Soccer is really funny. There, it's got a lot of fans. Like, oh yeah, it's a good stimulation game. It's a more of a sim game than like a pick up and play with your friends type of thing. Uh, yeah. But it's the only other game that used the Fox Engine after MGS Five. So yep. all of the players look like MGS Five people, like oh. knocked out and fallen out. And every time I see that game, I just think about MGS Five, and it makes me want to go yeah. play MGS Five. If so. you want to understand Metal Gear Solid Five, you have to play Pro Evolution Shocker. <laughs> Yeah, it's just um it's fun i think they also uh they rebranded they made a soccer uh manager where it's like you i don't know i think sega started making this um where you manage a soccer club like kind of yeah. like head coach it's like football um, manager yeah yeah um but you could also watch the games play out in simulation if too. they made that for football i would play that they had head coach they, they had, had head coach, coach back in the day but head coach, I will tell you right now, was a glorified Madden. Like you just sat on the sidelines and watched it as a head it coach. It wasn't. It wasn't what I'm looking for. I'm looking for an expansion of what ESPN 2K5 did. You could set the players' workout schedule. You could have like your receivers work on yoga. You could. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> you guys are talking about shenanigans. I didn't. We didn't have this like wrote down to like talk about, but. A game I was really looking forward to with the new generation, checking out my PS5, Gran Turismo 7 came out. And I was like, I'm going to wait on the sale or whatever, pick it up. I'm I glad I waited. This close to buying what? it. I was this close yeah, to was, buying it. I was, I was going to buy it. I was like, I'm going to wait on a sale. And then something came out. So all the reviewers got it, and they, they rated it pretty good. They said it was a really fun game. Cool. And then after the game actually came out, so the reviewers had already played it and gave their scores, they said that the in-game credits, credits is 
you know, how you buy stuff in the game, it's the money of the game, that those were going to dynamically change the cre- or the 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 price of the certain vehicles in the game were going to dynamically change depending on the market. It was going to be like a stock market within the game and the credits that you got, the payouts changed after they added microtransactions to buy the credits. So they single-handedly made it a free-to-play game is what they did to where but they forced you to buy the microtransactions to afford the, the stuff in the game. So people are coming out like this is I think it's the worst rated game on Metacritic right now or yeah. the worst Sony produced game on Metacritic it. now. Um, it's it's getting lambasted like there's articles and stuff coming out about it. So I, I tweeted about it and said this sucks. I always do that when stuff really is bad. I'll just say this sucks. This really sucks. Will you make it not suck? And I'll just keep tweeting at the people. That's the only time I'll get toxic because it's like when it's stuff is that bad. It's like we just have to talk about it and call it what it is. Sony so got it sucks and as bad as bad and it sucks. So that really sucks and it's bad. Uh, there's no way around it. I really wanted yeah. to play it. I was really looking forward to it. But... The user score is at a 1.7. Yeah, this is such training. broken trust to change how yeah, the currencies that, work yeah. after reviews. So dirty. Uh, I, and I think, like, there needs to be... Uh, I don't know. You can't update the score. There needs to be a way. I think they Open Critic, like a, Open like Critic a... lets you update the score, but Metacritic, whatever the score you submit or whatever or whatever it is from these different uh, outlets, that sticks. But Open Critic lets you dynamically. So some of those scores may be updated, and you'll see it on Open Critic, but not on Metacritic. But it which needs like... to be changed. It needs to be changed because like it sucks that they get the score and then they they rug pull you and they give you um, a different game and it's like that's not what they reviewed. So yeah. I'm going to continue to wait months for some well, of these games. Well, Grand Turismo yesterday are. released an article. Um, the 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 developers of Grand Turismo Sony they released an article on PlayStation. We're so sorry. We're basically so sorry. saying like, hey, your voices have not gone unheard. We like to apologize for the frustration, yeah. but also understand that our adjustments to the in-game economy, which was not made clear to you guys. So we're going to continue with what we're doing. But we're just <laughs> going to give you all a million credits. Um, so everyone's getting everyone who owns yeah, the game. Yeah, I'm not going to play it are getting a million credits now and then they're they're okay. changing how much you get after each race okay um i'll wait to see what people to say about that but. whenever they say your voices are heard you know something bad happened like... <laughs> when our voices are heard that means we got caught doing the thing that we thought we could get away with but sony makes me so freaking nervous right now they a lot of people feel like this was a testing ground for what they could get away with. Yeah, and yeah. if they start adding these types of monetization to their single, like more single player games, yeah. just, just buy, aren't they part of Sony? They're part of Sony studio. Just don't do the microtransactions. They want to make more money, yeah. Zach. Yeah. They're first party. They're first party. Yeah. This is yeah. not like, this, is, this isn't like company. them trying to like keep their head afloat, like figure it out. Uh, I don't yeah. know. More but. money. More money means good Did things. Did you see that GTA announced a new subscription on top of their online called GTA on GTA Premium. Plus or something? But it's $6 a month on top of what you're probably paying Here, for Xbox. Here's my philosophy on so, this. So, somebody, somebody this, this is very simple. If the game is free, do whatever you want with microtransactions. If I have to pay yeah. to buy the game, you need to be really... 
clear about what the microtransactions yeah. are, and they got to be cosmetic only. They can't be time-saving. They can't be, like, to eliminate grind. Like, Shadow of War, that Lord of the Rings game, that yeah. was one of the first ones I remember a few years ago, and the big controversy was they made the story missions, like, you would finish a story mission at like level 40 and the next story mission would be like, you gotta be level 48 and there's nothing else to work on except for like little bounties that give you like a little bit of XP. It would take you 10 hours of grinding to get to 48 or you yeah. could pay a mitra transaction boost and get, so the game's 60, 70 bucks, but yeah. then you got to buy these boosts to get through the story. It's a $200 game. Yeah. yeah. That, that pay to play stuff. Cause it's like, that sucks. It's like, in a and paid like Grand, game. Grand Tur Grand Tur yeah, and in a paid game, it's even worse. If like Grand Turismo 7 was free to play on the PlayStation, but it had all this stuff, fine, whatever. Yeah. I'd play it, but whatever. When, when you pay, it's like, when I have to pay, like, I could grind, but it's like, I'm grinding for 10 hours. That's You are hurting me into the pay uh, barn. I'm paying to enter your shop. Them. You're paying to enter yeah. the shop. Yeah, I have to pay to actually have any fun in this game, yeah. which is... Yeah. Uh, that, that's when like with stuff with Gran Turismo like burnt me so bad I felt finally like an old man because I was like, yeah, these vintage games, these retro games, that's where it's at because like that was before things got fricked up and we had to keep making all these microtransactions to, like, but I know there's still good games. I'm just I was venting, but because I was like going back and forth, I was like, well, Elden Ring is one of the best games I ever played. But then you also get collectively this crap where it's like, well, I want to, I want to run back and play Grand Turismo Three. Like, let's just play that for a little bit and check that out, and yeah, you know. But it, it burns you, burns you. Absolutely. Well, uh, last game I played, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. I'm on the final boss, I think, Ooh. of this game. The game's awesome. It's very fun. Um, I uh, I think my biggest thing I talked about last time with this was that I had all these coins. I didn't know what to do with them. I think you're right, Zach. It's kind of an Elden Ring situation where you can use those coins to buy these different power-ups or you can ignore them and just buy lives. So I've actually yeah. whittled down to where I have very few coins left and I'm fighting this boss. So I'm hoping maybe today or tomorrow <laughs> I'll finish it um, so I don't have to go grind for coins. But very good platformer. I got it for Christmas. Yeah. That's the perfect. That's the way I wanted to play this game. I wanted somebody to give it to me for Christmas or something, play through it, have fun, about 10 hours, 12 hours, not very long. It's got collectibles in it if you want to do all that, but I, I'll move on to something else. But yeah. I like it a lot. I like the music. The music's a real highlight in that game. I the music is a highlight. I'll, I'll, it made me stop when I was playing because yeah. I was like, I want to actually hear this through before I get to the end of the level because it's yeah. an amazing soundtrack. So yeah. one of the few games ever made me do that. So very good music, and music. Uh, I like that. I like that type of uh, platformer. If they make another Donkey Kong platformer, I'll be in for that. I don't know that. I played a little bit of the first Donkey Kong Country on an emulator. I feel yeah. like this is kind of like the Halo 3 to that. Like, I don't feel like I now feel the need to go back and play some of those. I'm sure they're cool and they've got cool I music. would say go check those out. So you would, I would, stay, still, you would say they're still would, worth it. I would say those first two are good. That third one does some wacko jacko stuff. It's still fun. But yeah. I think those first two are incredible platformers that kind of complement this one. Okay. Maybe I'll, this, this has definitely sold me on now that I have a feel for what the scope of these types of games are. And, um, and same composer. And it's one of my favorite soundtracks of okay. all time is well, in those first two. So Maybe I should. I played a little bit of the first one and I got stuck because that was a very hard game too. Yeah. Um, so you save states now. You got all that. But I beat it without save states. The uh, I'm a real gamer. Is this like technically like the fourth one? Is this like a continuation of that? Uh, no, there was one before this one called Donkey Kong Country. 
uh, returns. And then this one is Tropical Freeze, which was kind of a sequel to the Returns one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. But, and I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it's Retro Studios that made that, isn't it? Uh, the people that make I think, yeah. Metroid Prime, right? Yes. I know Country Returns was. I'm trying to think of Tropical, Tropical Freeze was. I think yeah. they were. Yeah, I think they were. Yep, anyway, I think it was. Yeah, it wasn't. But. Yeah, anyway, it's a very good game. Big, uh, big fan of it, so... I think that gets cool. us through games. We got some news. Uh, they showed Master Chief's face in the Halo TV show. First episode. Yeah, they did, did you watch it? I just saw somebody on TikTok show the video and talk about it, and I was I was cracking up. It made I, me laugh. I mean, well, it's funny. They didn't even make it one episode. That's the funny yes, part. Yes, yeah. They didn't even but wait for the finale. That's how they premiered it. It cracked me up. I, I was reading, though, a lot of people are saying, like, the people who are complaining about us obviously have not read any of the books or any of the material because apparently, like, Master Chief takes his helmet off all the time in the books and stuff. But I can't see it in a book. I can't see the face in a book. He can take it off while he wants in a book. It's invisible. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think I people don't either. Over themselves. I, I, here's my opinion on the Halo show. I don't think I really feel like watching it. I don't have really yeah, any interest. Either. But I will say, I think some of the people that are complaining that it's not lore, it's not canon, or it's not with the rest of the Halo lore, sh shut the hell up, right? Just let it be what it's going to be. Like, yeah. I think that's a good idea to not make it have to follow the exact story of whatever. Yeah. I think that's cool. Go do your own thing. I'm sure it'll be fine. And some people will like it. Some people won't. But um, I, I just don't. To me, I don't play Halo for the characters. I play it for the gameplay. So yeah. if you make a show about those characters, I, I I would just be, I feel like I'd just be kind of feeling like I'd rather be playing Halo. But I also feel like Master Chief is a level of iconic that you he could be like Batman. He could be like whatever else. Different people yeah. can play him. You can take different takes on it. Go for yeah. it. Like, who cares? Like, I, I think it's fine. But yeah. But something about taking the helmet off in the first episode was cracking me up. In the first episode is funny to me because... Yeah. In, in the final, it's like, okay, like, I still think it's goofy. I, yeah. I think that him not... Him not taking off the helmet was always, to me, you're that character, or you could always... In the games, yeah, you could uh, align yourself as, like, I am Master Chief. And I thought that was a cool thing. And it's like, I don't need the helmet to take off because I like the mystery. But I know people well, are different. But, like, the first episode is where I'm like... In I a weird up. way, it's such a bold choice that I'm like... I Like, it makes me kind of want to maybe watch the first yeah, episode. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's a clean slate, and they're like, no, this is who this like, guy yeah, is. Yeah, they're like, look, we are not doing the other thing. Here's yeah, his face yeah. right now. It's a, it's a different take, but it's still... Regardless, made me laugh, but cool. Yeah. Good luck with that show. Well, speaking uh, of people showing their face and whatever, I have not seen the new Batman movie, and I want to see it, but I got COVID yeah. right when it came out. But uh, are, are any of you guys going to watch that? Have you seen it? I want to see it. I'm, I don't think I'm going to watch it, but he might. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, the, the bad guy in that movie is the Riddler, which is fine. So uh, the, the Joker is not in that movie, but okay. a deleted scene was just released this weekend of the I, Joker. I watched that, yeah. Yeah, and and I watched a little bit of it, and I haven't seen the movie, so it's weird seeing a deleted scene for a movie I haven't seen, but he's just like a guy like with weird teeth like behind uh, like yeah. glass. And I just am like, uh, there are so many Jokers now. This will be the most forgettable Joker of oh. maybe any of them at this point of like, they throw so many different versions. It looked like a different take on it, but the Joker to me is just like this it's so funny to me that we get so many versions of him yeah. now 
Because then I'm thinking about, we just watched, I'm going to effing kill you. Yeah, and he exactly. says that at the end of Justice yeah. League. Yeah. I don't know. I thought for some reason this Batman might be in the same world as the Joker movie we just saw, but I guess it's not. It's just a, another yeah. different Joker. But maybe it's I'm, for the best it was a deleted scene. Uh, yeah. One little last game nugget. Uh, there was a lot this month. Witcher. We're bringing back Witcher. They're doing more, more Witcher game. Yeah. Said it's a new saga. So, um... I think we talked about when Cyberpunk is like, oh, I hope Witcher comes back in like 10 years. But uh, yeah. here it comes a couple months after we said that. Well, I think it's but... a little too soon. Like, I, I want to just let the Witcher just sit. But I know the TV show is. Well, but here's what I would say, Zach. And they're doing good with that. So maybe they want to capture that. What? The, Witch, the Witcher 3 came out in 2015. They're just now announcing logo wise the Witcher yeah. 4. So that maybe it's like coming out for now. two or three years. It'll be yeah. 10 years when it comes out. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, that's true. So maybe they did that for the shareholders. We're working on a witch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of and they also said it will be Unreal Engine 5, which is probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe they learned their yeah, lesson on that uh, one. Yeah, they said no more of our own engine. We figured that out. I'm in for whatever they make next. I know Cyberpunk turned into a big. I never actually beat it, but. I I got what I wanted out of Cyberpunk. I had a lot of fun with that yeah. game, and I I don't trust them t in a technical sense, but I trust that they'll make something interesting and worth my yes. time. So yeah. I'll play. Always, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I turned on the boob tube, as they say, and I watched a little show. Well, me and my wife sat down and watched the entirety of it. Or no, actually, it took two, two nights because it was pretty long. It's the Andy Warhol Diaries on Netflix. It's a documentary about Andy Warhol, the famous uh, American... Uh, or no, was he American? I think his parents came from, like, Germany or something. But I should have known. I watched 8 million hours of this. But it's like a six or seven part, like, episodic, like, documentary. It's very long, very in-depth on his life and his works that he's done but uh very interesting i mean we kept watching it like episode after episode to see what was happening in his life but uh if you don't know who andy warhol is his most famous thing that he uh did and he was known for was the campbell soup cans if you know that and he just kind of like copy pasted all these campbell soup cans uh and did that uh he also did the marilyn monroe kind of uh portraits of her as well but uh, very good documentary. Uh, interesting way that he like looked at art and like did art in like I think it was like the '60s. He basically got this warehouse and just called random people in to like do art. So there was like all these like porn stars that would come in, and the next day it would be this like these like artists from the college campuses would come in. It just was a weird like these crazy just artistic people coming in and making like very cool art and very cool like things um but all that stopped in the, and you get to see this in the the thing he called in all these random people he didn't know into the factory to the point where this like mentally insane woman came in and shot him uh and didn't kill him but nearly killed him uh so they put the end of the factory and like he's <laughs> just created this all other thing oh my but um very interesting just to see how his life went uh he was uh gay but back then it just was still of course like kind of frowned upon 
uh, in the world at that time. So like people would ask him in uh, interviews like, oh, you're are you you're gay and stuff. You have a boyfriend. He's like, I'm sexual. So he just kept saying he was a sexual, but everybody was like, no, he had like boyfriends and he had all this stuff, but like he had to like lie about it. Yeah. But he was really funny about like questions people would ask him. Like they would say, oh, your critics say that you're not doing, you know, this good or that wasn't a good piece that you did. What do you think about that? And he would go, uh, I can't say anything. They're right. <laughs> That's how he would always respond is this deadpan. Like, I can't. They're just right. So he was he, he would handle the media very well. He's really funny. It was also interesting. He would uh, he had a show. I didn't even know about this on MTV called the Andy Warhol show or TV. Series. I don't know what it's called the exact name of it, but like all of this stuff was kind of like how reality TV started. Like he had a pulse on like stuff that like we see now and everybody getting their 15 minutes of fame and El uh, not Elden Ring, <laughs> Instagram and like Facebook and all this stuff. But like all this stuff, people were like saying, it's like he would love all this stuff because that's like what he was into fame and all this stuff and whatever else. But um, yeah, I, I loved his art and like what it like you could really read into all this stuff and it was really cool. So I'll, I I'll recommend the Andy Warhol documentary or diaries. Out. Sorry. Oh, and also I have to say like the name of it, the diaries. He never gave interviews and done all this stuff, but he kept a diary that he called this woman, his assistant or whatever, and she would write down like his thoughts. And then when, after his death, this book released in like um, the late 80s and stuff like the book came out and it was like all these thoughts. It was stuff in there. It was like, I'm hanging out with these people, these old hags again. Like it was just all like it just kind of blew open, like what he thought about different things. And oh, that's awesome relationships and stuff and it was really interesting so Andy Warhol Diaries I need to check that cool. out that sounds really cool but uh, only other thing I watched was Belfast watched that last night um, what is that it's about the Protestant and Catholics like uh, the Protestants attacking the Catholics in Ireland back in the 60s oh interesting but I, I don't know too much about it. I thought it was, and they don't even actually go into it in the movie. They just show um, this neighborhood getting like bombed and uh, like, or people coming in, like running in and just a riot, like kind of in this neighborhood and people throwing Molotov cocktails and stuff. But I think it's about like the government was siding with certain things like the Catholics or the Protestants. I cannot remember this. And that made the other side, like the Protestants mad or whatever, the Catholics mad and they attacked. So uh, I, I, I'm doing a terrible retelling of what has happened because oh. I'm very, this is rough, like Wikipedia reading that, a couple years ago. But. That stuff's always interesting to me because like, yeah, especially in Europe, some of the divide between some of the religious sects yeah. of Christianity go to violence, like like genuine terrorism. Like yeah. Course. Yeah, and I think sometimes yeah. people like think of terrorism as something that only happens in other religions and other places. If you live in the West or in America or whatever, but like, yeah. there's a lot. It's kind of just something that happens, like uh, when you get yeah. too stuck in your fundamental ways of what you think. So that's interesting. I'll, yeah. Maybe I'll check that out. Sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, you said the it was, movie uh, focuses it was... more on the action and less maybe on the philosophy. Uh, the acting between the characters. So it's like, it, it, I should have said, like, it, it kind of focuses on more this family, this little boy. He's on the cover for art and stuff of the movie, but this little boy and his family, his brother, and like um, his mom and dad yeah. is what it's primarily focused on. And like the dad wants to leave because things are getting so violent. The mom wants to stay, says, This is our, this is our homeland. This is our play. We should stay here. Um, 
and it, it's 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 great act that little boy is an amazing actor he's really funny he's really just genuine like has an amazing like acting moments like whoa this is a little kid it's yeah. like really good but uh that's really cool the cinematography is amazing it looks awesome it's all black and white the film is but they let i don't know if it's a spoiler or not they let yellow come through I don't know what that is artistically, but they let the color yellow come in different scenes. Like they're watching a play and there's glasses on like the grandma is in the movie and you can see the yellow that she's like seeing off the lights in front of her from this play that they're and watching. And it's black and white? Yes. It could represent the whole movie light. Is black and white. It could represent yeah. light. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, it's just interesting when a black and white movie lets that in. Like, uh... Um, Schindler's List does that with the red, red, the color red sometimes yeah. or whatever, but yeah, um, interesting, interesting movie, but cinematography is like, wow, this is really, really cool the way they did it. Yeah. Uh, interesting, but that's Belfast. Cool. I, uh, I went through and finally watched all the Harry Potter movies over the course of five days. Um, oh, wow. I awesome. never have seen Harry Potter. I've always seen bits and pieces. Um, oh. it was always on TV every now and then. And I'd be like, that's really weird. I'm good. I'm a hard pass, and I'll just turn away and watch it. I saw. I always remember watching the Quidditch. There was a episode. I think in the Chamber of was the Chamber of Secret. No, I think it was in the first. I think one. Play Quidditch in all of them. Chamber uh, of Secrets. Yeah, the, Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, the first, one, played, the first one, one definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sorcerer's Stones. I think is where he played the the first one because I remember he got the broom and he started flying in the air to go grab the uh, ball that was thrown, and yeah. he grabbed it out from Mal Malfoy threw it. Um, I've always seen like bits and pieces of Harry Potter and yeah. I knew like the premise of it, but I've never seen it all the way lived out. Um, and it was good. I think uh, I think as the movies progressed, the style and the charm that they had originally disappeared, um, which is where it kind of like becomes disappointing because I remember watching like the first two and I was like, oh, this is so cute and this is funny and this is quirky. It's this magical world and these kids are in school. And then it became dead serious, like Goblet of Fire hits. And I'm like, holy crap, these kids are in a war. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I don't I don't know what the people say. The books don't really do. A, the books do a better job still keeping the the aesthetic of the world, but yeah. still knowing that there's an outside issue where movies. This is where you always have the issue whenever a book becomes a movie. Yeah. Uh, movies have to keep the antagonist, the the greater evil, the, yeah. the drawl in it, a, a, a very important point. Um, I definitely think I had another issue, which was uh, Harry. I don't know if the books did this or whoever. Travis, did you read the books? I read like the first two. Okay, Zach, did you kid. ever read the books? I read the first book and I've seen all the movies except for the very last part two of the last movie. Oh, really? That's actually yeah. guess. That's kind yeah. of, I didn't know that. I, uh, um, I, but I, I can't remember the movies. I need to rewatch I've only, them. Like, I only watched the remember. first four movies when I was younger, and I liked the end of Goblet of Fire, and I sensed it was going over the hill of, like, it's all going to be dark now, and I stopped watching. And then recently, Jess and I did watch The Order of the Phoenix because she loves those later ones. I'm with you, Jake. The first two are my favorite. I love it's yeah. like whimsical and it's creative and it's wondrous and there's mystery and it's kids sneaking around the castle. And I like the next two, but once it goes like they're in a war and but some people like that stuff more. But yeah, I like the wizard. No, no, no I like the wizarding war. Like it, this honestly has gotten me more hyped for the Harry Potter. Uh, well, not Harry Potter. Yeah, the Hogwarts game that's coming out yeah. at the end of the year. Um, 
but I, again, there's a charm to it. And I think of magic being whimsical. I, I think that's a good word to describe it. It's, you know, silly. It's funny. It, you know, people fart on accident when they actually use a spell. You know what I mean? That kind of goofy kind of stuff. Like, you know, yeah. that's just the stuff that makes me laugh. Um, where like now it's like Harry Potter. Holy crap. You are you're a 16 year old man that has to put the whole magical world on your shoulders. And it's like you come Shinji. Bruh. It becomes Evangelion by the end. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make it bad uh, i think the movies are all good I, I i like each movie has its parts i think out of all of them if i had a crap on any of them it'd probably be order of the phoenix i think order of the phoenix is probably my least favorite out of all of them when i um, when i started trying to pick it back up i watched that and i was like i think i'm done with the lady it's with the lady that's like they're trying to start a little secret club and she's shutting them down and yeah that my my wife, this, she is a Harry Potter nut. We went over this past summer to the Universal Studios thing, the Wizarding yeah. Place or whatever, Wizarding World. She has these on 24-7. They're just playing in the background. But I have not, I cannot tell you anything from the movies, and I need to, like, sit down and watch them. But I think I'm your afraid, wife would love I, that if you did I, that. She, she is dying for me to do it. I do need to do that soon, and I'll, I'll you, bring you my You made her here. do a hankathon. Uh, <laughs> you owe this. The hankathon is still continuing. We haven't put a pause on it. So you owe maybe, this. Maybe we'll do a Harry-thon. So. There you go. I think yeah. that would be... I think, I, again, I, I'm curious what you think. Travis, I agree. Order of Phoenix sucks. Like, that movie is downright... It's probably the worst one out of all of them. The ending movies really do pick it up, and like I think I they, need to rewatch the the first few and then get get through all of them because Jess was like Chelsea; she loves them and would like to watch through all of them with me. So, yeah, I will well, say the now act, that you've I, checked that. Well, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I do think I think the actors. I'm so glad they kept them throughout all the movies because man, they are all phenomenal. Like I yeah. love Snape's character. I love who plays Snape. Uh, he's great. But not only that, like Harry, Hermione, and Ron, like if I know some of these movies like Marvel, Marvel did a good job keeping their actors, but Harry Potter and like Lord of the Rings kind of had the, the niche in that area because they did so many of them and they had to keep those guys on contract and keep them around. Um, and I could only, I would hate the movie if they had to recast somebody. Like, yeah. That's how good of an actor they were. Um, yeah. So that's just my opinion. But did what you, you watch? Say? Did you watch Lord of the Rings yet? Because I remember a Heck while ago. No. Oh, Jacob. Dude. They're like three-hour movies. Yeah, they're so not there long. Yet. Jacob. They're on YouTube. Let somebody summarize it. Watch if you Metal watch. If you watch, them, they have a intermission. You can just watch it like it's six movies, like you did Harry Potter. I um. And the only reason I work from home, so I'll load, I'll put a movie on in the background, and I'll like watch the movie while I'm working. Um, that's how I get through them so quickly. And I'm able to watch them and, like, retain it still. But, dude, Lord of the Rings just don't tickle my jollies. Like, they just don't, like, they don't get it going, man. Um, I don't know why. Like, I, I like D&D. I, I remember playing PS2, I played the Twin Towers. I played that video game because I played the archer, the arch, the blonde dude. And I would shoot uh, bows at people. And they have the yeah. wizard dude-looking uh Who was his name? Oh, the fatty. What's the deal I'm talking about? Um, the white wizard, the Gandalf. Is it Gandalf? I was gonna say. You're talking about the little uh, Gimli? Um, is that who Gimli. it is? Gimli, yeah, maybe yeah. that's who it is. Have uh, you? So when you say that these don't do it for you, have you even tried watching it? Um, I think I tried one time, 
and I fell asleep. I think it was with my dad. My dad put it on, and I was watching it. I think he put on like it was a third movie. What was the third one? Uh, just <laughs> dude, I don't what know. The first one, just it's my Wait, favorite. Movie which one is it? I heard you had to watch The Hobbit first. No, no, don't ever no. watch The Hobbit. Never watch that shit. Don't ever watch that. I don't care if you do watch Lord of the Rings and you like it. Don't ever watch The Hobbit. They're horrible. They're not good. They're terrible. Yeah, you can skip. Those. Just watch Fellowship of the Ring. Just watch that. You don't even have to watch all the movies. Just watch That's the first one. Fellowship yeah. of the Ring. Yeah. Well, I heard you wanted the full experience. You have just, to start. Just with don't the worry. No, no, no. God, no, 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 no. The <laughs> the Hobbit movies are not even the full. Ex they're nothing. They were made later. They're terrible. Just watch the Fellowship of the Ring. It's my favorite movie of all time. It's, we'll it's see what happens. Movie. I still have to watch that one football show. Uh, Just Friday watch the Night pilot Lights. of Friday Night Lights. I would say yeah. this is before Friday Night Lights, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if we made another bet and I felt good about your return, I would probably say yes. But I'm not even uh, asking that, for that a bet. I took just, a long time. I'm just saying it's got it. Watching. I know, but Leftovers took you a year. It might take me a year to watch this. Who knows? We'll Travis see. was on what a games time. He was. If, if I told Wada games. games to watch the leftovers, it'd be the same time. <laughs> I moved. I got married. I... <laughs> Life happened. Yeah, you guys should go watch Harry Potter though. If, yeah, and let me know what you guys think. I I think it'd be good. Well, that is another podcast in the books. We're going to go on on our own journey, our own Elden Ring, to see what we discover. New TV shows to watch, new games to play, new movies to eat popcorn to, and. Perhaps new troubles to get into, like me. I broke the shoe thing at one point during this podcast. Go back and see when you think it happened. I hurt my hand really bad, and I, I didn't scream, but I did break this. Um, but I appreciate you watching our podcast yet again. Every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, we are doing Hangouts. The next one, I think by the time you watch this, I'm not sure. I think it'll be up before it. We're going to be playing golfing with friends. So bring your putter as you watch. You'll just have it beside you. You won't do anything else with it. But thank you for watching. Travis, any last words? Uh, peace be with you. Jacob? Uh, 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 what's the spell named? Uh, Levitiotis. You made me disappear. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>